The word multimedia is the use of a variety of artistic or communicative media using more than one medium of expression or communication. Café is a type of establishment that serves coffee and is known as a place where information can be exchanged. The following is the audio version of the Multimedia Café. Sitting on a million, sitting on it every day. Can't make no money giving your stuff away. Why don't you do now? Like the millionaires do. Put your stuff on the market. You can make a million too. Welcome to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool, joining the conversation here at the Multimedia Cafe. The Week in Review. I forgot to add that in the beginning. See, we do the daily Multimedia Cafe, Monday through Friday, which appears on radio stations. And then we podcast it a little bit later on in the day. And uh, so, of course, uh, sometimes I get a little confused what's going on. And then on the weekends, we put together our best of interviews, our splices of interviews, and sometimes even some cutting room floor interviews, meaning that, you know what? Sometimes some interviews fall through the crack and they might be two, three, four years old, but we gotta get them online because you know what? We just, we, we owe it to ourselves. We owe it to ourselves. But anyway, so sometimes those come on here too, but today we have a couple interviews that occurred earlier in the week and let's take a rundown of what's going on here. By the way, I just kind of feel the need to reset really quick after I rambled and did some verbal diarrhea all over the airwaves here. So uh, this is the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. I'm your host, and thank you very much for joining us here today at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. So this week's review this week in the weekend review it's kind of like trying to say usa today 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 in the usa today that's it's one of those things so anyway today we have sarge summers with sarge's industry solutions talks about some recent discussions and uh talks about some recent changes excuse me in communication methods you know when it comes especially when it comes to sales uh we talk about you know texting and on the phone and email and you know, it used to be where you'd want to call somebody or you go door to door or that face to face. Now, those are like at the bottom of the list for preferred communication methods. People like to be texted now. People like to be emailed now before they even talk to anybody. So Sarge Summers, who's been doing this for 40 years, what's he in his 60s now? And he's uh, military and he's been uh, mentoring uh, Christian men and young boys for a long time. And he's been in sales for a long time. So. He's, a, he's a, just a wealth of knowledge when it comes to life experience, but also we fold in that professional side of his life as well. So talk with Sarge Summers with Sarge's Industry Solutions. And then Kayla Sprayberry about some credit score things, how to fix your credit score, what uh, programs are available if it's a uh, credit score over 700 as well. So a little money talk, a little sales talk, a little social media talk, and a little communication talk on today's Multimedia Cafe. All right, my name is Jason Spies, and you're listening to the Multimedia Cafe. We can review.
wake in the morning, yes, I turn around. I wake in the morning, and she's smiling. Down. Jason Speece, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts. And then you let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio. And if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation here at the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review. And you know what? You never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about here at the Multimedia Cafe. Okay, coming up next, we have Sarge Summers with Sarge's Industry Solutions. This is Sarge Summers with Sarge's Industry Solutions. Perfect, perfect. And it's called Sarge's Industry Solutions is the name of your company? That's right. And what is that uh, company, Sarge's Industry Solutions? Well, it started out as a consulting business, but it's morphed over into more of a company where we represent uh, different customers' products and or services. Okay, I see. Are you kind of like a, a salesman then, as kind of a sales marketing, a connector, that sort of thing? Uh, we do. We open doors. Open we doors. Open doors. Yep. Do you, do you close them too? You know, everybody <laughs> everybody loves a closer. <laughs> we, uh, I'm very good at closing. I've been... Uh, in sales since I was five years old. So yeah, I'm, I'm good at closing. What Now, what kind of sales did you start at five years old? You know, I started selling newspapers on the streets uh, in a small town in Oklahoma. I was one of 16 uh, members of our family. And so uh, we all started working at a, at a very early age. In my case, I was five years old. Sure. Yeah, I can relate. I was 10. I started a newspaper uh, route myself. Yeah. Obviously did some odd jobs before then, but in terms of... Uh, consistent pay and i still attribute that to a lot to today because what that taught me at a young age was distribution that the the newspaper industry really had a heck of a distribution system they were going door to door just like the mailmen were absolutely yeah and so what i did when i think i was 12 i started handing out flyers that i would cut lawns while i delivered the newspaper and Look at that. Turned in multiple revenue streams by the time I was 12 years old. Now if I could only learn what I knew then, what's going on? <laughs> so, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. Actually, that's one of the reasons why I brought you on the program today is to talk about the dynamics and the changing, uh, everything that's happened in sales, especially. Uh, I read an article the other day where the number one preferred way for people to communicate now is text or email before they even, and phone was like a hundred to call somebody on the phone was like listed after, you know, um, singing it in song. So, I mean, it was, it was just almost people try not to talk or go face to face anymore. And I was wondering if this was a, that much of a growing trend in the sales world too, or if that's like just a case of millennials today or what's going on um so what are you experiencing in in your world in terms of how people are communicating are people picking up the phone and talking or do they like the text and email first yeah uh, obviously email has been around for a long time and, and we've used that uh but i, I would say texting uh is, is becoming quickly the preferred method uh either that or instant messaging uh and, and you know at one time that was considered taboo 
There was no way in the world that you would send a, a text to a customer or a prospective customer, uh, but that has definitely changed over time. And, and I do a lot of texting, you know, and I'm, I'm old school, if you will. I'm 66 years old, uh, but have been in the industry now for 27 years after a, a full military career of 21 years in the Army. But, uh, yeah, texting's the way to go, I think. So that's one of the things I've noticed is the evolution of just the whole sales call, if you will, from the old days of, you know, door-to-door sales. And then, of course, it went to phone sales. And then now it seems like, so is it is there texting, what are those robocalls? Is there uh, robo-text going on? I suppose there probably is, isn't there? Um, in there, terms is, of, there is. Oh, is there, there is. really? I was being yeah. ridiculous, but okay. Yeah. Mr. Sarge Summers going to ask you to hold that thought for just a moment. Uh, we're going to take a quick pause. We come back. Sarge Summers with Sarge's Industry Solutions right here at the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies, and you're listening to the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts, and then you let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Well, I was tears old when John Lennon died Well, I was 23 when George said goodbye Yeah, next go, I think it's Paul, I say Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation here at the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review. All right, coming up next, we continue the conversation with Sarge Summers with Sarge's Industry Solutions. Yeah, no, we're starting to we're starting to see some of that as well, unfortunately. And one of the things that you didn't mention was uh, the cold calls, and uh, yeah, that doesn't that doesn't work real well these days. It used to used to be fine, and I I still do it on occasion, but but on a very rare occasion. You know, that is one thing I think a lot of people have really forgot is the art of selling. And how much has changed? And nowadays, it's almost it almost seems really important to get people face to face because if you can get them face to face, there's probably a pretty good chance you can get their business these days because it's so hard to get people face to face. Absolutely. You see, <laughs> I you know I believe that the the, the phone uh, is a tool just to get the appointment, and that's that's all I use the telephone for uh, is to get the appointment. And then once I get the appointment and, and I have that face-to-face, it just seems to work so much better. Yeah, it really does. And, of course, you've worked in the oil and gas industry and, and talk about an industry that still wants to press the flesh and you know, t- yep, and, 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 and see your eyeballs at least once a year, huh? Absolutely, and I'm still in the industry. So Yeah, talk to me a little bit about that because um, you know, we talked about the general sales part of it, but um, in the oil and gas industry, that whole industry has changed. The hydro- hydraulic fracturing, um, you know, horizontal drilling has made businesses rewrite their, their business plan. And then I talked to the saltwater guy uh, yesterday, and their numbers keep coming in more projected 
higher than they thought. So that industry is still tweaking a little bit. Of course, you got the frac sand. That got competitive. Right. Boy, these right. envi- environmental guys, they're going to kill each other by the end of the day. That's turning into the Hatfield-McCoy <laughs> industry. So you know what I mean? It's like it's like it's it, the whole industry is going through these ripples of changes. So I thought having a sales guy to talk a little bit about you know, we, we have to do things a little bit differently in sales now, too, would, would uh, maybe help some people out. So uh, talk to me about how, how you've approached the oil and gas industry specifically when it comes to sales over the last 10 years. Okay. Well, one of the things that one of the things that I do is I make sure that I attend all of the important, uh, you know, trade shows and or conferences across the United States, especially uh, those that are in oil and gas shell play areas uh, like West Texas, the Permian Basin, up in the Bakken, uh, the Marcellus and the Utica, uh, down in the Eagle Ford Shell, down in South Texas. And so I think it's important that what we do is stay in front of those uh, clients at all times, at all levels. And that's, that's where a lot of salespeople or business development people really miss out is they believe that they only need to call at one level in the strata, if you will, but they need to be calling at all levels because what happens is you've got, uh, you know, you've got influencers maybe at the very lowest level out there where they're drilling, you know, at the drill site where they're, where they're spudding in uh, the well. And so those individuals influence the decision uh, that the corporate folks make. I know there's different layers along the way, different levels of leadership, if you will, but it's important that we call on all the different levels and that we use all the influence that is available to us in our sphere of influence. How well do you use social media? That's how you and I connected was on social media. How's that working for somebody in the world of sales? Well, I think it works extremely well. When I first got into it about six years ago, I had a young engineer uh, that had graduated from the Air Force Academy and gone on to the University of Texas and and received his MBA. And he kept saying to me, Sarge, the way that you like to mentor young people, uh, you need to be on LinkedIn. And I said, no, no, I don't. I said, I looked at it as being something like at that time, MySpace or Facebook. And I said, I'm not interested in that. Well, he stayed on me and I was president of the Society of American Military Engineers for the Nashville, Tennessee Post at that time. And so he finally convinced me and I got on there and I said, well, I'll just give it a test because what happened, there was a customer, I don't guess I'm allowed to say the name of the customer, but I had a customer in the oil and gas industry that I wanted to do some work for, but I couldn't get past the gatekeeper. And so what I did is I went ahead and got on LinkedIn and uh, got got an appointment, uh, went over to San Antonio, had the appointment, walked away with a request for quotation, and ended, ended up getting a job for over $20 million uh, up in the Bakken. And uh, trust me, from that time forward, I was uh, I was a big time believer. And now I have well over 11,000 connections on LinkedIn. I tell you, I was the same way with LinkedIn. I <clears throat> I purposely didn't go on LinkedIn until I want to say a little over a year ago. 2018 was the first year mm-hmm. I was on LinkedIn. Right. And same reason, I was not a big social media guy. And, you know, I've you know, being in the media a lot of times we, we had to just draw a line in the sand and figure out, okay, I'm not getting paid by anybody to do this, but yet now I got to do 50% of my day to this. This is not adding up right. And so we just kind of went off it. We did, you know, we, we made some changes cause we went through a number of changes. In fact, we don't even do advertising anymore. That's how we made our change in our business model was we don't do advertising anymore. We, we we're focused on distribution and content creation. 
So, right. yeah, and so we had to come up with something completely new, and social media really helped us. LinkedIn is what opened my eyes to that, as, as it did with you, was it was not like the other social medias. This one actually helped your business, and people wanted to be there, and uh, they wanted to use it for business reasons, not, you know, to show how their, you know, their dog's latest trick is doing, which I don't mind, by the way, but um, right, you know, right. people, people leave that off of LinkedIn. They don't seem to put those on there. But so the social right. media you found to be pretty, pretty advantageous. But the one thing that I found was that LinkedIn was primarily heavy on oil and gas users versus the other social media uh, platforms. And it sounds like you experienced the same. Yes. Yeah, I took I took full advantage of that. And uh, I'm really amazed sometimes at the people that uh, will respond uh, to your LinkedIn request. For example, uh, there was one gentleman who at one time was the president of one of the major uh, oil and gas companies here in the United States. And I just thought, well, you know, it won't hurt to send him an invite. And I put a little note with it and told him that I was a military veteran and that I would love to uh, connect with him on LinkedIn. And he came back and accepted that. I was shocked. It took about a month. And then uh, and then I asked him if we could meet over breakfast. It took about another month. And he came back and gave me two dates, two times, and two locations uh, for a 30-minute breakfast. And two and a half hours later, uh, we walked out of there. And uh, he told me, he said, I don't normally uh, accept invitations like this, but I just had to find out who that Sarge Summers guy was. So it uh, it works. It works. Great name, yeah. Sar- Sarge Summers, it's right in the name. Alliteration, everything. Of course, everybody loves summer vacation. So it's just right. got, it's got sure. a good ring to it. And yeah. Yep. And we've noticed the same thing where we've, gra- we've gotten access to a lot of um, CEOs, a lot of presidents who have followed our content and subscribe to our newsletters and things like that, that I don't think we would have gotten otherwise. Um, right. Agree with you at the conferences. You know, after that 2012, 2013, when the, when the um, kind of the rock star appeal of the shale play USA kind of went down, the executives, you had to start going to the conferences to find these guys now because they were not touring anymore you know what i mean they that's true yeah. yeah they weren't yeah. just kind of going you mentioned you did some business up in the bach and we're at in the bach and where are you doing business you know uh williston uh primarily primarily in the williston area uh that's where we built four above ground storage tanks and it was over 20 million dollars worth of work and the project uh, took a long time obviously went through uh, four different seasons uh, which up there can be can be brutal right and uh, but it was an above ground storage tank company that I represent. I represent uh, you know about 15 different companies currently, and uh, so it was one of those companies, and uh, turned out to be a, a really really uh, great project uh, for my client. Well, uh, given the opportunity, I'd, I'd love to mention some of the names of uh, some of my clients. I have uh, Caldwell Tanks out of Louisville, Kentucky, and they've been in business for about 140 years. And they do above-ground storage tanks, ASTs. I call them MITBs, which is money in the bank. And uh, so they do that. They do elevated water towers and pre-stressed concrete tanks. Uh, I have another customer out of Longview. Uh, called TriW Global, and they built ASME pressure uh, vessel equipment for flowback uh, out in the uh, in the upstream. And uh, then I have four inspection companies. Each one does something different. I have a coatings and linings company. And most of these companies that I represent are not in the Houston area, and, and hence the need for representation uh, here locally. 
and uh, with the uh, with the uh, relationships that I've built uh, over the last 27 years, it's it's pretty easy for me to get into the boardroom, get in with all of the key decision makers in order to introduce my uh, my clients to to them. And that was Sarge Summers with Sarge's Industry Solutions. To listen to the full length interview or to check out other exclusive interviews. Visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. The Multimedia Cafe and the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review are part of the Crude Life Media Network. Check out the interviews, social media, the YouTubes, the Twitters. All of those things are available at thecrudelife.com. In fact, the social media network, if you add it up on those pages, over 350,000 social media supporters we have here at the Crude Life Media Network and the Multimedia Cafe. So check it out, thecrudelife.com. Click on the social media tab. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review. Meridian Energy Group of Belfield, North Dakota, is building the most technologically advanced oil refinery on the planet, the Davis Refinery, a project designed to achieve emission control levels the industry has never seen before. The Davis Refinery, working for North Dakota. MeridianEnergyGroupInc.com. Jason Speece, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts. And then you let people make up their own minds. You want someone who's competent. You don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Speece on the radio. And if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Speece, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Speece. Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Coming up next, we're talking with Kayla Sprayberry with Hub Funding Solutions. Kayla Sprayberry with Hub Funding Solutions. Thank you for joining the program today. Appreciate it very much. We're going to talk about some different programs that can be done in the world of financing hub funding solutions kayla sprayberry how are you doing today i'm good how are you you know not too bad not too bad i like to stay in touch with someone who's has a pulse on the you know everything finance because it seems in the world of business things happen so fast especially as we enter a global marketplace i mean that's been happening for over 15 years, but it's really ramped up over the past, I don't know, three, four, five years. And I wanted to ask you about credit scores, that sort of thing. I mean, first of all, um, what kind of programs do you guys have going on? And then transition that into if anybody's got any ones with good credit scores. I know that a lot of times people get some uh, preferred programs when it comes to good credit scores, but what do you guys got cooking for programs these days? Yeah, yeah. You know, well, we've always had our standard working capital and equipment and vehicle loans. You know, that's kind of been our standard platform that we've set on. But a lot of those weren't geared towards newer businesses. Um, and, you know, uh, we can do a range of credit scores there, but, but there were a lot of people we couldn't help with that. So we were searching out um, a program that could work for 
more people, more industries, uh, new uh, businesses, and we believe that we we found one. So um, we have it uh, a new funding plan that uh, we call it the new entre- entrepreneur plan, and we call it that because it's either somebody who's been in business a while but they're looking at new options, and they're an entrepreneur, or uh, you know they're just getting started into business. And, you know, Jason, I don't know if you knew this, but most of the time when you go to a lender, you literally have to be in business, rolling, making a profit if you can for a year before they'll even look at giving you money. Um, Even the SBA can be a hard one to get past. So how how do you get past that, though? I mean, so many times they need so many different things. Is that where the credit score comes in, where you can get it, uh, something based on a good credit score? It does. It does. A good credit score definitely helps. What a lot of people end up doing is they end up getting seed money from family and friends, which happens, but that's not building any credit for the company. Um, so if somebody has, like, say, uh, we'll talk about the, the ones we have coming up. Um, they actually roll out tomorrow. It's going to be a term loan program and a business credit card program, and a personal credit card program. So um, these are really important for a few reasons. Um, There is no minimum time in business, and we don't do a hard credit hit, which I'll talk about here in a minute. And you really only need a 700 credit score to qualify. Um, So with that 700 credit score, I mean, that's a lot of people think, hey, that's unattainable. But we've actually had two call in today that aren't quite there. They're like at 650, 675. We're getting them with a credit repair company that we partner with that I've actually used personally. I don't know if I ever told you that. Um, but I had to do some credit repair uh, from a medical issue that I had three years ago. I was the one paying the bills. And when I got sick, we missed a couple. Well, we didn't miss. We were late on a couple of payments. And come to find out, it put some, some dents on our credit, and we wanted to get that up. So we worked with Mr. Credit Solutions, came in, and they fixed our credit. So we like to um, send uh, recommend that our clients go and at least have a conversation with them to see how they can get their credit up. And then when they're ready, when they're at that 700 point, they can come back and we can get rolling. So, um, you know, it's uh, it's something that if you're not there, we want to help you get there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I do. I do. And... Um... How long does it take to repair credit on an average? I know everyone's circumstantial, but you know if they've got just a couple things to take care of, how long does something like that usually take? It can normally take anywhere from 30 to 90 days. Um, I think generally if things get a little more complex, it can go a little bit longer. Um, but we've already seen results. It took us about about 30 days to start seeing some results and they've just done a great job. I, uh, I need to, I need to get you on the phone with Chris. He's, um, he's amazing at that. And, um, they're out of the box thinking is really what has made a big difference. I, I believe in thinking outside of the box and that's how we try to, to formulate our funding programs. Um, but yeah, the, the term loan program is awesome. We're really excited about it. You know, normally you hear about people that need, they're stuck in either they've got to do a three-year loan or a 15-year loan. And that can be a really long time or a really short time. Too short hurts cash flow. Too long, you're just paying on endless debt. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen anybody stuck in that position, but it's not fun. So you mentioned these loans are something that's going to be like pretty much based on your credit score. And these really are 
designed or targeted for startups and people looking at starting a, a small business is not for like refinancing a house or anything. No, no, no. This it this doesn't have anything to do on the personal side. This is business based. Um, this is somebody who has a small business or is starting a small business um, that basically wants to add to it. Now, we also talked to a major company today that's going to be doing $35 million. Um, they're going to use this program to actually um, work on some debt refi that was going to be a little more complex. We're going to use this, refi that, that $300,000 worth, uh, $300, worth of debt, get it off their books and go on. Um, and it's on a five uh, to seven year plan, which is a good amount of time. Do you have any ranges or minimums or maximums that um, this particular program is looking for? I know you guys do loans for all kinds of different things and all kinds of different sizes, but for this term loan programs that we're talking about, these ones that are kind of designed for the startups and you have to have a credit score of above 700, correct? Um, Yes. Yeah. Is there like a minimum, maximum, a a target number that uh, people should be thinking about if they, if they want to get in touch with you? Um, Really kind of our minimum on that is anywhere around $5,000. Um, if it's under 5,000, it's a little bit harder, but our max on those term loans is actually $300,000. So we can go up to that. Now, um, that's going to be based on how much they need, um, how much they qualify for, because we look at debt to income ratio, that DTI we've talked about before. Um, and then also looks at, um, credit utilization, credit history, things like that. So, um, but it's actually done on a really great process because it's done through a My FICO report. When we do a My FICO report, what that does is that you don't get a hard hit on your credit. We don't want to try to extend somebody credit that's a startup and hit their credit. But with the program that we're doing, they don't require us to do a hard hit. We can turn in one of these um, My FICO reports and that'll give them all the information without putting a ding on their credit, which is a big deal to us. So how quick does something like that fund? Those usually fund in about 7 to 10 days. Um, It can take up to 14 days if it's a larger line. But compared to going to your bank, your bank can take months Mm -hmm. to get you um, an answer. And, you know, they only meet in... uh, they only need to go over things maybe once uh, once or twice a month, maybe four times a month, and you kind of make sure you're on the docket. But with this, we can get it closed in usually 7 to 14 business days. Kayla Sprayberry, Hub Funding Solutions, um, talking about just startup business and some of the funding available for that sort of thing. Uh, you also do other loans, that sort of thing. Uh, I was mentioning this because, you know, lack of capital can be such a, a big factor when it comes to making sure your business succeeds or fails. Um, I don't know the statistics off the top of my head, but I know it's above 70%. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And cash flow, especially if you're doing something that takes a little time for income to come in, if you bill someone and you've got a 30-day pay on there um, and they don't pay you for 35 or 45 or 60 days, I mean, it can tank your business before you can even get started. All that seed money has gone. So the term loan program helps with that. And then also we have a business card program and a personal credit card program. 
Kayla Sprayberry, I'm going to ask you to hold that thought for just a moment. We're going to take a quick pause. We come back. We'll continue the conversation with Kayla Sprayberry, the president of Hub Funding Solutions. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review. Group of Belfield, North Dakota, is building the most technologically advanced oil refinery on the planet, the Davis Refinery, a project designed to achieve emission control levels the industry has never seen before. The Davis Refinery, working for North Dakota. Meridian Energy Group, Inc.com. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts. And then you let people make up their own minds. You want someone who's competent. You don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio. And if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. So here's to all of the good thinkers and here's to the lonely drinker but don't you know let this moment pass welcome back to the multimedia cafe we can review my name is jason spies thank you folks for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation here at the multimedia cafe a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about coming up next we're talking with kayla sprayberry with hub funding solutions and uh, the business credit cards are actually awesome. It's the same thing. Um, it is a 700 credit score up to $150,000 line of credit. The great thing is, is that it's a 0% interest rate for 6 to 12 months. And then after that, you're, you're running around 6 to 16%, which is still much lower than, say, getting a Visa card. Um, I know at one time Visa cards were like 23% interest. And... Um, the great thing about the credit cards is that you're actually applying for it under you, but it cr- goes under your business's credit. So it actually builds a business credit profile with this one credit card. Hmm. Um, my husband actually, my husband and I actually did this back in 2012 before I was in this arena and uh, we need to fund a small business. We have SBA turned us down. Um, our small town bank wanted us to put 20% down. We're like, well, that kind of defeats the purpose. And so um, we actually did one of these credit card programs back then, and it built credit for our business that was huge. We were able to go about six months after that 
And um, we had a great credit profile because we had this really simple um, business credit card. And it just made things so great. We haven't used that entity in a long time, but we still get um, uh, we still get applications and approvals for credit cards and lines of credit for that entity today, simply because we built that credit early on. Hmm. Interesting. So there's a personal one too. You can do a personal credit card and a business one. Yes, the biz, uh, uh, the personal credit card uh, has the same type of rates, and it runs around a 700 credit score as well. Um, so the personal one is going to be good for people who are independent contractors or someone that doesn't necessarily have an entity tied to them. It's also great for attorneys um, if you have a doctor that's coming online early on. Um, you know, somebody – realtors. Realtors are a great example of that. A realtor is an independent contractor. They have to come up with their own cash flow. And as you know, it can take 45, 60 days to close on a property sometimes. So um, this type of a credit program is really good for them to be able to create cash flow and use that when they need it. And again, these are for 700 plus scores essentially from yes. the different credit card or credit bureaus, that sort of thing. And there's no hard hit in terms of determining if they are of the score correct okay so um, correct. but before we go on to the next thing how can people get in touch with you as as long as you know it's kind of kind of a a neat thing you have going on here so as long as that's fresh on our mind just kind of a throw out an email or a phone or something like that yeah our website is hubfundingsolutions.com and then you can always call us we're, we're phone call people you can always call us at 806 777 2902 and uh, Riley's our account rep that takes care of a lot of the calls that come in um, but it just helps us connect with people we don't even mind if somebody wants to call and just bounce something off of us we want to connect with people to let them know what their options are because there are options out there summer's coming up and if somebody was interested in doing one of those ice shaved shacks or maybe a uh, hot dog stand, just kind of one of those little modernized, you know, lemonade hot dog stands that, you know, kids used to do. And now they're pretty complex. I'm not talking to the tune about, you know, having a food truck or anything like that, but, you know, maybe something a father and son or a family can, you know, get and do together, you know, talking about something, you know, a fifteen to twenty thousand dollar maybe investment, something like that. Do, do you ever help people like that that are looking at, you know, getting into those little family businesses or whatever their oh, first absolutely. ice shack is? Yeah, talk to me a little bit about how somebody would, what would they do, you know? They're sitting at the dinner table talking about, you know, doing Harry's shaved ice over there on Jackson Street or something, you know? What they really need is coming in and getting their last two years tax returns their 2016 and 2017 tax return or 2017 and 2018 depending on what they filed and uh they can go through a link and do the my fico that's all that we, we require up front um to basically see if it's possible and um that what that's what gives us an answer it's really simple i know it seems like it's uh, too simple but it's just a good way to find out if somebody's ability to do that we ask you about another one of services you guys do it had to do with um, receivables, purchase orders, that sort of thing. I know as 
something I have down in my notes, so I had to ask you about it. So what is that uh, service you guys do with that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we have a couple of options there. Um, We have uh, AR, accounts receivable factoring. Um, There are lines of credit based on your AR, and then there is PO financing. Um, Those are really some areas that people see that they can use their AR as a cash model. Say they're not getting paid for what's supposed to be 30 days and they don't get paid till 60 or 70 days. Um, we like to try to fit them into a factoring or line of credit that works with their customers. Um, they also help with the getting collections done on that end. Uh, so it's a really good tool that a lot of people don't see as as a good thing but it really really is if it's done correctly and what we do is we don't do factoring in-house what we do is we help pair we work with about 15 different factoring companies that also do lines of credit do the po and we find one that matches um, the customers that they like to work with and the terms that they need Um, like construction factoring is a big deal because it is done through a special type of um invoicing it's called progressive billing and a lot of people don't work with it well we have several companies that do one of my companies is awesome he was actually a general contractor before he got into the business to listen to the full-length interview with kayla sprayberry with hub funding solutions or to check out other exclusive interviews visit the that's the the multimedia cafe and the multimedia cafe we can review is part of the crude life media network Check us out on Facebook and Twitter and the YouTubes. All of those Twitter's accounts are available at thecrudelife.com. Click on the social media tab. And if you were to add up each one of those social media sites that we have within our network, it's over 350,000 supporters we have at the social media sites at thecrudelife.com and the Multimedia Cafe. That's going to do it for today's program, folks. I'd like to thank Kayla Sprayberry, the president of Hub Funding Solutions, as well as Sarge Summers with Sarge's Industry Solutions. Thank you very much for joining the program here today, the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review. From the staff at the Multimedia Cafe Week in Review, my name is Jason Spies, asking you to savor life and enjoy the spice. Hot stuff will say, why don't you do now? Like the millionaires do. Put your stuff on the market. You can make a million Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts, 
and then you let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. 